Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Five hundred and twenty-eight thousand jobs, Dark Brandon, the job creator. <laughs> oh boy, they're focusing on the wrong number today, aren't they? They're like eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. That way, our government operates, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> Five hundred twenty-eight thousand jobs, almost twice. What the expectation was for July? Oh, we're in a recession, huh? I've been I've been saying it over and over and over and over again. I keep saying it. The opposite of inflation is a recession. These fucking boneheads who have been harping on inflation and gas prices, gas prices. Crude is now below $90 a barrel. The first time since Russia you invaded Ukraine. The sovereign nation of Ukraine. And Putin is committing war crimes. A murderous dictator. A fascist murderous dictator. Invades a sovereign country. We put sanctions. We decide their oil is not worth supporting and propping them up. A, a dictator like Putin. And it takes a little bit to get the supply under control to drop the price. OPEC's going to release more supply. And Dark Brandon creates 528,000 jobs in this U.S. economy in the month of July, dropping unemployment 3.5%. So now, now that unemployment is dropping, the talk of recession... Hmm, that's not what happens during a recession. During a recession, when you're actively entering a recession, your unemployment number doesn't go down to 3.5%. So not only are they lying about gas prices, <laughs> and they've been caught in their lie because they were so fucking dedicated to the lie, now they're going to be caught in their lie of recession. Inflation, inflation, gas prices, it's stuff's so high, it's so high, recession, look, Joe Biden's destroying the economy, recession, oh wait, you mean we created jobs? Folks, the reason why they suck is because it sucks to suck, it really does, and when you are horrible at fucking governing, when you have the reins of government and you do a really shitty, really shitty job. And then and then folks who want to govern, they want to do policy. They want to do the thing, I don't know, called democracy. 
get the reins of power and they do those things. And all the dots connect. And it works just right. It works just right. Their lies don't stand up. Their lies don't stand up. They lied. Oh, oh, you're being overdramatic. They won't take abortion rights away from women, especially in the exception of their life, rape, and incest. There's no way they'll They won't take away contraception. They won't want to marry children in Tennessee. No way will they want to ban math in Florida. It's not possible for them to even consider getting rid of same-sex marriage or interracial marriage. No way would they get rid of marriage equality. You're being overdramatic. They've done all those things, and they've lied about every single one of them. Every single one of them, they've lied. And they continue to lie about this recession. And the media buys it every fucking stupid time. Every fucking stupid time. Now, they're they're actively, the Fed is actively trying to drive us into recession by costing middle-class people, working-class people money by raising interest rates, which is way more expensive than inflation itself. So yeah, the Fed is doing something to try to draw us into recession, but we're not having it. It's not changing demand. Even raising the interest rates, folks, is not changing demand. And the heated economy that we had the very heated economy that we had was on the tail end of a pandemic where we were all locked up, locked up in our homes. We couldn't participate in the economy like we wanted to. And then as soon as we wanted to, we did. And the demand was there. The other thing, too, that I just I just want to add here, the reason why we were all able, we were all able to participate in the economy is because of the Democrats, not the Republicans. In, 20, in 2021, last year in the in the spring, Democrats passed the COVID Act, made sure the money got into the American people's pockets, not rich people's pockets, American people's pockets. And that's what heated our economy. Jesus Christ, even the even the housing market is getting back to being sane, which is a good thing. Property values are up. The market isn't crazy. People aren't fearing a 2008 all over again. Hopefully they'll start, the Fed will come to their senses and start dropping interest rates again. Back to a a decent level. (laughs) Oh, so Dark Brandon's trending this morning. I'm going to show you a great video that I found. I love it. I love this Dark Brandon video that I I found. And and I I really think that the uh, internet embracing the name Brandon and turning it into this Dark Brandon thing is exactly what is needed in this moment. But there's big news. There's big news. There's not just great news on the political front. There's not just great news on the economic front. There's also great news on the prosecution front. It appears that Mark Meadows may be cooperating and others may be cooperating in the January 6th investigation with Department of Justice. I guess Trump's lawyers is uh, in contact with DOJ trying to really figure out who are the ones that are cooperating and feeding information against him. He really needs to know what crimes they're they're telling them about. (laughs) I can almost guarantee that Mark Meadows has and will and continue. Eastman will. He's a frightened little troll. And Jeffrey Clark the same way. They're fucked. They're completely fucked. Rudy Giuliani is going to be, is going to turn against him. 
They're all going to turn against him. And this idea that the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland aren't doing their job is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Same fucking bullshit as gas prices and recession. Same fucking bullshit. Same bullshit that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter. This is all a distraction to distract you from the real threat. The real threat is them taking away your liberty. Fascism is at the front door. And we must engage to stop it. Boy, I'm excited. What a hell of a week we've had here for democracy in this country. A hell of a week. A hell of a week. And it keeps getting better and better and better. And that is because people are participating in their civic duty to democracy. And as we do more and more of it, it's just going to get better. Uh, Larry, speaking of the economy, Larry Kudlow. Oh, my God. You remember this guy? He was uh, he was in the Trump White House. He was supposed to be some kind of great economic advisor. He's supposed to be so fucking smart. I mean, he knows how to unscrew a, a, a bottle of alcohol, apparently. But Larry Kudlow uh, yesterday, and I think it was at the CPAC. Can you believe that? They're doing another fucking CPAC? Anyways, well, maybe we'll get to that. Larry Kudlow says yesterday, oh, the economy's going to crash and blah, blah, blah. And here's this report this morning. Yeah, okay. Okay. Of course, Larry Kudlow's wrong. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Lindsey Graham is freaking out. Also, on the economic front, freaking out about the, the Inflation Reduction Act. You know what? I was thinking the other day. Inflation Reduction Act, boy, that's a great name in this in this moment for a bill that would pass the United States Senate. Why in the fuck? Why in the fuck couldn't we do shit like that back last year? We could call the Bill Back Better Act, which is a stupid fucking name, by the way. The Bill Back Better, we could have called that an Inflation Reduction Act. Hell, I was saying at the time that it's Inflation Protection the goddamn child tax credit that was going to be given to the American people was inflation protection. That's what it was. Hell, that's what we were receiving for over a year was inflation protection. I think they should have extended it to all Americans. The inflation protection in the form of a tax credit. That's what they should have done. And they could have called it Inflation Reduction Act. And we'd have already had Bill Back Better. Do you see how so important it is to make sure we're behind all this stuff? To, to, to make sure the Democrats know, hey, we're for your messaging. You just lean into it. Throw the punch. Stop holding your punches. Throw those motherfuckers. Throw hands in this political climate. That's what we want you to do. And we have to reward them as they throw hands, folks. We, as a people, have to reward them for doing the civic duty that they're doing because we've elected them to go do policy for us. That is how we are the government. It's called a democratic constitutional republic for all those Trump simps out there that don't understand language. It's a democracy. <laughs> I know there's a few of them that listen to me. I know they're here. I know they're here. They're here somewhere lurking around. 
the Trump supporters. They're especially on Facebook. Oh my God. Over on Facebook. You know, you know, we 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 broadcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And we also simulcast from the Midas Touch Facebook page. And boy, boy, does Facebook have some great trolls over there. They were all up in the comments yesterday. It was fantastic. I love the trolls. Everyone, everyone hates trolls. They don't like trolls. You know, this thing. I love trolls. My moderators know. MJ and Robin know I I actually kind of like the trolls. As long as you're not saying racist shit or you're not attacking someone personally in the comments, I like the trolls. They pump the algorithms. They're here. They're here to help Dark Brandon. They just don't know it. (laughs) Oh, this Dark Brandon shit's got me. Got me rolling this morning. I spent way too much time on the Dark Brandon stuff and not enough time on real things. Did you do, are you doing the same thing? These memes, these videos, you just, you just can't help yourself. I can't help myself. (laughs) Oh, what a great, what a great week we've had. Uh, We've watched, we've watched as the, the primaries went the way that they, that we thought they were going to, and we thought they were going to, Uh, Joe Biden looks like we're going to get the inflation reduction act very soon in the hands of the American people. Uh, which is going to reduce healthcare costs and uh, get get people uh, money back in their pockets. The American working class, not not the, not the donor, not the Republican donor class, the fucking rich people. That's all they can concentrate on is, oh, you're going to raise taxes on rich people? How dare you? How dare you raise taxes on? That's when when a Republican says they're going to raise your taxes. They mean, how dare you raise taxes on rich people? To make sure the middle class has what they need and what they deserve and they work hard for. The fuck out of here with that shit. We don't need to listen to that garbage. You just breeze right over it. Right over it. Fuck them. Fuck them. We create the narrative. We, 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 we amplify the narrative. And that's what we do, and we keep doing it. And it's working. It's working in Pennsylvania. It's working in Ohio. Uh, Herschel Walker is on his heels in Georgia. He can't decide if he's going to debate Warnock or not, which he, he'll he never actually debate Warnock. And what I mean by that is, like, it's not really going to be a debate. Even if they stand on stage together <laughs> and they're, like, talking back and forth, it's not going to be much of a de- debate. Let's be realistic here, right? It really isn't. It really isn't. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, news. We have Bonehead of the Week. It's Friday. You know what that means. Bonehead of the Week in the second hour here on the Tony Michaels podcast. Gabe Sanchez will join us in the second hour for Bonehead of the Week. I can't wait. What a great Bonehead of the Week poll we had this week. And you guys, you guys did not disappoint. Uh, in your selection of Bonehead of the Week, I knew I knew it was probably likely this person would win the Bonehead of the Week. But I can't wait to get to that segment. Gabe Sanchez, our, our co-host and executive producer, will join us for Bonehead of the Week in the second hour. You know that we do the Bonehead of the Week in the second hour every single Friday. And you can vote on Twitter. 
So go follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. You can also vote right here on YouTube for Bonehead of the Week every single week. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to the community tab and vote for Bonehead of the Week every single week because on Friday, for all the new listeners, in the second hour, because we do two hours a day, two hours every day, every goddamn one of them, Monday through Friday, and on Friday in the second hour, we go through Bonehead of the Week. Here's the cool thing about it. On Sunday, we re-air Bonehead of the Week, and we even make it available to be downloaded on all your favorite directories, Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever your favorite directory is, you can download the Tony Michaels Podcast seven days a week. Seven days a week. Because on Saturday, we have a best of that we release also that you can download and watch here on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube and check out all seven days of the Tony Michaels podcast. I think we should get into the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends because Gabe's not going to join us till the second hour. So let's do this. Let's go to a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to watch some dark Brandon videos. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, right after these messages. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your Pardon Blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking around to the break. A lot of video to get to today. A lot of topics to hit. Some good news and some bad news for Ultra Maga. Great news for Dark Brandon. (laughs) Dark Brandon, oh man. That shit really backfired on him, didn't it? Didn't it? The dark Brandon, the let's go, let's go, Brandon. That really fucking backfired on him hard, like really hard. Just like everything else backfires on him. They're so excited. They were cheering. Yeah, we're going to take away women's rights. And then women are like, no, you're fucking not. No, you're not, bitch. And you need to continue to lean into that. Fuck that shit. Lean into democracy. That's what we need to do. That's how we solve these problems. And by problems, I mean make these MAGA Nazis crawl back underneath their fucking rocks. That's how you solve this problem. Just like in the state of Kansas, they did on Tuesday. And we got a lot of stuff trending here today. There's a lot of things going on. Um, We have uh, 
the uh, th- there's some news out of Gaza. Apparently, um, Israel has launched a wave of airstrikes. We have the jobs report that we have to go through. We also have <laughs> MAGA whining that that the government's going to hire employees to, to to do their job to make sure returns and 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 rich people pay their taxes. <laughs> Why they whine at CPAC? They got another fucking CPAC going to have. It's there's another CPAC. If I do they do how many of these did they do a week? And the orange Mussolini Jesus and the Hungarian Hitler are apparently keynote speakers there. Jesus Christ. Uh Larry Kudlow, again, he's got his head up his ass. Mark Meadow has flipped on Trump, apparently. Lindsey Graham is really upset that the Democrats are having legislative wins in the Senate. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Something about Charlie Crist. Mm, I don't know. Some other things. Ron DeSantis, of course, is in the news. I want to show you a video from uh, the <laughs> state attorney that he <laughs> that he fired. He suspended because he wouldn't he wouldn't be a fascist soldier for him. You won't be my brown shirt, you son of a bitch. So you're fired. You're out of here. If you won't be a fascist, you don't get to be in my government. Well, he's an elected official, so that's kind of that's kind of rich. So let's do this. Let's get to it because we got to get to the shit list roundup at the top of the hour. So let's start the countdown. Roundup, the part of the show where we round up all the tweety tweets and the trendy trends. Let's go surfing. How about that? Let's make this a little bigger so we can see. I've got some videos, some vidya I'd like to show you. Uh, here's first off, uh, Hal Sparks post. Sparklers like to join us. Welcome to all the sparklers. Hal should come over to the show. What do you think? We should have Hal on the show here. I've talked to Hal on um, on Stuttering John's podcast and also the January 6th select hearings, but I should have Hal on the show here. Hal says, I look forward to a complete, completely hammered Larry Gudlow slurring a heartfelt apology on the show today. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, and here's the reason why is because Larry really stuck his uh, whiskey bottle in his mouth. I mean, his foot in his mouth. Let's listen. Kevin, uh, last minute. Uh, the consensus on Wall Street is 250,000 non-farm payroll jobs tomorrow. You have a quick thought? Yeah, initial claims are, you know, w- jumped way up again. They're in, uh, a, they're now a recession signal. Initial claims for unemployment insurance. And so I think we're looking at a number closer to 100. I think that it's going to surprise way up the downside. <laughs> Let's listen to what dumb fuck Larry has here to say. And do um, you still believe we're in a recession? Oh, I know we're in a recession. Quit smacking your lips, Larry. Quit smacking your lips. Believe we're in a recession. We are 100% in a recession. So it's a terrific idea to raise taxes in a recession, right? I mean, terrific idea. A lot of common sense there. Oh, yeah. It's a terrific idea to raise taxes on rich people any old time, Larry. Any old time. Eat the rich, dummy. 
Yeah, it's 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 a good idea. Raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans any old time. I mean, for me, I don't know about you out there, but for me, that's good. I'm I'm great with it. That's fantastic. This is really fucking stupid. A hundred thousand jobs. So listen, this is what they're saying on Fox Business of all fucking places. Geez, you thought Fox News was a big fucking lie. Fox Business. Fox Business is saying, oh, yeah, well, we're going to create 100,000 jobs, and um, that means we're 100% in a recession. What the fuck are you talking about? How is even 100,000 jobs, even the even the fucking the projection of 250,000 jobs, how is that even an indicator that we're in a recession? These people are fucking boneheads, and they're fucking lying to you. And what really pisses me off more than anything is that not that just Fox business is buying into this fucking garbage is that the mainstream media buys this shit hook line sinker. Cause Larry Kudlow said so fuck him. He didn't know a goddamn thing. You know how I know, I know that stupid piece of shit doesn't know a goddamn thing. You know how I know he worked for Trump in like the second half of the administration. He wasn't even Trump's first pick. He was the fucking D team. Get the fuck out of here with Larry Kudlow. And Fox Business, give me a break. Fox Business, my ass. They don't know their. They don't know fucking business if it would fucking sit on their face. Give me a break. Recession. <laughs> oh goddamn! They screamed and yelled and pounded the table, and they were pissed off about inflation for months, years. Oh, gas prices, the price of this, the price of that. Oh, it's so expensive in our economy. And I was like, well, the opposite of inflation is recession. And if they keep drawing up interest rates and costing the middle class money, it just might may affect demand, which will draw us into, I don't know, a recession. So even if we get to a recession, which we will recess eventually, folks, that's how capitalist economies go. They inflate, they recess. They inflate, they recess. It's a cycle. This is how this shit works. Where the fuck have you people been the last 125 years? But here's the thing. If really what they wanted is to stop inflation, then they were rooting for recession. And now they're acting like recession's bad and they're going to they're going to root for inflation. Fuck you. Hold them accountable everywhere you go. Everywhere you fucking go cuz not only did Dark Brandon add 528,000 jobs to the U.S. economy, unemployment dropped. It fucking dropped to three and a half percent. And on top of that, crude, crude oil is now below $90 a barrel, which is the first time since Russia invaded Ukraine and the murderous dictator Vladimir Putin has committed war crimes. And we said, we're not buying your oil because of it. So we had to go somewhere else. And it took a little bit. For the world to get back on track when they told Russia to fuck off. What is so complicated about this? Nothing. So hold them accountable. When you're out there engaging in your democracy and you're talking to your community members, have that strategic outrage. Hell, come here, get the strategic outrage and go project that shit into the world. Put it on them. 
fuck yeah, let's do it. Give them the strategic outrage that we need to, to stop stop with the fucking noise on the right, the lies, the bullshit. We don't need that garbage. Liberalism is not weak. Liberalism is the is the voice of strength in this country. Do you know how hard it is? I know you folks know how hard democracy is. Do you know how hard it is to get an entire country behind one goddamn idea and everyone agree on it? That's a fucking difficult feat. It's a motherfucker. Democracy is not easy. Authoritarianism, fascism is easy. That's the that's the weak standpoint. I mean, you just select one dumb motherfucker to tell you what to do and how to think, who you can and can't marry, what a woman can and can't do with her body, what you can and can can't learn in school, what truth, what's truth, what's lies. Yeah, that's fucking easy when one person's telling you all that shit. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, we got one person fighting for our democracy, that's for sure. And it's Dark Brandon. <laughs> I love all this Dark Brandon stuff. Uh, and I come across, there's a lot of memes out there, but this this video here, holy shit, this video here that I found, boy, it puts it all together with a ribbon on top. Let's listen. It can't be argued with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pain or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Dead. All those of you who voted for President Trump, there's no way out. Oh, my God. I don't know who made this or who did this. I'm not sure. But thank you so very much for putting this together. <laughs> Spread that shit around the internet like herpes. Fuck them. <laughs> I put it on Instagram. I put it on Facebook. I put it over on TikTok. I just thought, let's spread this around the internet. This is fantastic. You talk about shitting in their cereal when they came up with the Let's Go Brandon. I thought calling them Let's Go Brandon Nazis was going to be a good, you know, a good idea. Ah, that, that'll work. That'll help out. But this dark Brandon stuff is a whole nother fucking level. A whole nother level because Dark Brandon strikes again as Gabe, my co-host Gabe Sanchez, tweets this morning, Dark Brandon strikes again uh, as Brian Tyler Cohen tweets, breaking the economy added 528,000 jobs in July, obliterating the expectations. The unemployment rate dropped to a historic low of three and a half percent. Are you still wondering why there's there's uh, help wanted signs all over your town? The reason why there's help wanted signs all over your town is because they're desperate for labor and they want to they want to sell your labor for cheap and you ain't having it. And the reason why is because the economy is good and there's places to walk your labor someplace else, folks. Simple as that. That's how it works. And they're going to bitch and scream and yell about rich people. The rich of the rich of us. The 1% getting their taxes raised so we can have this Inflation Reduction Act. (laughs) Oh, boy. I bet that's just going to play really well. I bet if we do a good enough job to message that thing, we the people do a good enough job at messaging that, I bet that'll go over just like overturning Roe v. Wade. 
Uh, ben Mizella says he has this uh, great Dark Brandon meme. He says, Dark Brandon said, let there be jobs. And so it was. 528,000 new jobs created, doubling expectations. <laughs> oh, they're fucking fantastic. They're fantastic. The memes are great. Spread them around the internet. Okay, let's see. What else? Do, oh, I want to go to this video here. Speaking of Ron DeSantis. We were talking about Ron DeSantis earlier. This is um, I think Warren, Warren is his name. Andrew Warren. I think I got that right. I don't know. It's Friday. I'm not going to look it up. I don't have Gabe right here with me right now. He's going to come in the second hour. So, yeah, fuck it. I'll just make it up as I go. <laughs> Andrew Warren, he's the uh, state attorney that uh, Ron DeSantis suspended for not enforcing Ron DeSantis' fascist, unconstitutional, bigoted laws. He said, no, fuck you. Now, he kind of, he kind of, uh, you know, I, I said translation, fuck Ron DeSantis. That was my translation of it. He had a little better way of putting it. <laughs> Let's listen. I haven't even looked at the order yet because I woke up to do my job today, and that's exactly what I did. Now, I've heard it contains a lot of conjecture and lies, and just based on the governor's track record with unconstitutional orders, I have a feeling that this is going to be just as unconstitutional as the 15-week ban abortion, the anti-protest law, and a dozen other things that the governor signed. The governor is trying to overthrow the results of a fair and free election. Two of them, actually. And people need to understand, this isn't the governor trying to suspend one elected official. This is the governor trying to overthrow democracy here in Hillsborough County. Boom! Boom! You hear that messaging? You hear that? It's leaking down, folks. They're taking our cues. They're taking our cues. As they know that we are not going to put up with fascism, no matter what, we will stand behind them on their messaging. When they throw a punch, we will be right there with them. They know it. They're starting to get it. And we need to do more of it. And we got to have strategic outrage and we have to stay pissed and we got to go fucking vote and engage in your ballot. This guy knows it. He's like, yep, they're standing behind me. They're standing behind me. Because here's the thing. What happens with like Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Greg Abbott, all these fucking fascists, Carrie Lake, J.D. Vance, all these fucking shitboxes, Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker. The one thing they know is no matter how vile they get, no matter how many, how much lies they tell, they know that the tail, tail is always going to be there to wag the dog. Democrats have always been so scared of offending everyone, so scared of offending everyone, so scared of saying the wrong thing when they're telling the fucking truth. Just tell the truth. Tell it raw. Fucking take that goddamn truth out and smack people in the face with it. And live with it. Let's move on. And if we stand behind them and we get behind people like this Warren, the state attorney down in Florida, about around his messaging, you goddamn right will win. This is another fucking stupid boneheaded move in the state of Florida as Ron DeSantis is running for governor. Another boneheaded move. Because now here this person is suspended 
who was a state elected state official as a state attorney in Hillsborough County, now being suspended. He can say whatever the fuck he wants now. What a boneheaded move by Ron DeSantis. What a boneheaded move. And if you're a pro-democracy person in Florida, even if you're not a pro-democracy person in Florida, you can help out campaigns in Florida. Make Ron DeSantis pay for this son of a bitch. Make him pay for his fuck up here. Just like in the state of Kansas, the legislator wanting to take away rights away from women because Roe was overturned. They said no, no, and they made them pay for it on Tuesday. We have to make them pay for these mistakes they're making. Just like Lindsey Graham, I'm going to get to that. Going against the Inflation Reduction Act. Just like all these Republican senators went against the PACT Act and shit on veterans. We got to make them pay for this shit. And Warren's showing you the roadmap of how to make Ron DeSantis pay for this dumb fucking decision he made to suspend Warren for not for not enforcing his fascist, bigoted, unconstitutional laws. Let's finish. What's your response to the governor saying that you're putting yourself above the law, essentially, by signing those letters saying that you wouldn't prosecute abortion cases or enforce bans on uh, uh, pre-assignment surgeries for police? So again, I didn't see the governor's press conference the circus, whatever he put out there. When I know if you want to talk about the abortion ban, when I became state attorney, I put my hand on the Bible and I swore to uphold the U.S. and the Florida Constitution. And under the Florida Constitution, the 15-week abortion ban is unconstitutional. And it's not just me saying that. It is a court of law that has said that. The governor's bill has already been thrown out. Now, it's subject to other appeal. But while the governor is hoping that the Supreme Court ignores the law in Florida, I'm the one upholding the law. I'm the one protecting people's rights. I'm the only one at this moment who's actually making sure that we are following the law in Hillsborough County. Boom. Follow his lead. Follow his lead, pro-democracy people in Florida. Support his message. Get behind his message and bury Ron DeSantis. That's what you have to do. That is what you have to do. Because we can't let fascists take over. Because they are. Look at this. Mike Mike Sington um, has some pictures. He says, pretend President <laughs> pretend President Trump has pretend s- summit with Viktor Orban, the Hungarian Hitler. I added that part. At pretend White House in New Jersey. Look at this shit. This is, this is the same house. You remember when he won and he was trying to make it look like he was already in the White House. So he was standing outside this stupid fucking house in, uh, in New Jersey. And here, here he is standing outside the house again. Um, <laughs> with Victor Orban, look, oh, this st- the stupid fucking thumbs up, the stupid fight. There's there's orange Mussolini Jesus and the Hungarian Hitler, just like in the 1930s in Europe. There it is, folks. Oh, they meet again, huh? It almost looks like I'm not, I'm, you know, Victor Orban is wearing an orange tie. You notice that? Do you notice that Victor Orban is wearing an orange tie and he kind of he, he kind of made himself look more orange? Do you see that? He looks more orange than the than the Cheeto Dust mobster here. <laughs> oh, he put on his fucking Cheeto tie. 
Holy shit. I wonder if he had his Cheeto dust knee pads on too. Fuck the Hungarian Hitler. And fuck them for letting him speak at CPAC. If you're if you're still wondering why they fantasize over these 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 dictators, well, it's right there. Right there. Um speaking of speaking of fascist and fascist and fascists who love Hungarian Hitler. Uh, Tucker Carlson, he really, he really stepped in it yesterday when he went after John Stewart. And I'll show you that video. Uh, Adam Parkamenko says it would be terrible if thousands of you retweeted this. Midas Touch tweet retweeted a video. Uh, the time John Stewart br- brutally humiliated Tucker Carlson on his show is worth a watch. It is worth a watch. I can't. Re- I don't know. Nah, you know what? It's Friday. Why not? We got we got time. Let's go watch this video. Uh, let's go watch this video here. Let's watch. This is Crossfire. And I, I don't know. I think this is like 1990, 19 or 2002 or some shit. I don't know. Let's look. Welcome back to Crossfire. We're talking to John Stewart, who was just lecturing us on our moral inferiority. John, you're bumming us out. Tell us, what do you think of the Bill O'Reilly vibrator story? No, oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm here to, to confront you because we need help from the media and their Hurting us. Ah, that was 2004. It was two, almost 20 years ago. It was 18 years ago. And here's John Stewart saying the media is hurting us. And John Stewart not only not only saved a lot of lives by helping the first responders from 9/11, the survivors, get their health care paid for through Congress, get that reinstated, but he also did. He stood behind the pact act unselfishly with those veterans used his microphone to get people to pay a fucking attention and he did it in the right way and folks again this goes back to language john stewart stood in front of a microphone on public television pointed to the capitol and called republicans those motherfuckers those motherfuckers that is a huge huge paradigm shift in our politics. It really is. I know it seems like, ah, well, what's the big deal? He he did it. That's what John Stewart would say. But the political body responded. That's the most important part here about strategic outrage. We talked with David Bender and Rachel Bittacoffer about these facts this week. About how the political body in this country, the The earth is shifting underneath us. And the moment that Jon Stewart stood in front of a microphone and called Republicans despicable, vile, veteran-hating Republicans, those motherfuckers, when he said that, I don't know, I think he called them that three, four times in that press conference. And democracy and the people responded. And what happened was the senators had to change their vote, especially after we watched Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley celebrate, celebrate that veterans didn't get their health care that they deserve and earned. And the country went, yep, John Stewart's right. They are a bunch of motherfuckers. Look at those motherfuckers bumping fist. That's it, folks. And it's only because we took the messaging and we ran with it. 
And the message was simple from John Stewart. But listen to this message he here, here has for Tucker Carlson. I made a special effort to come on the show today because I have mentioned uh, this show as being uh, uh, bad. <laughs> it's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. <laughs> so I, I wanted to but come here today let me, and say, wait, wait, I just, let me, here, here, here. I guess maybe this was the first time one of Tucker Carlson's show was hurting America. Now his show is continuing to hurt America. Oh, Jesus. I just want what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop, 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 stop hurting America. I watch your show every day and it kills me. I can tell you a lot. It's it. so, oh, it's so painful to watch. Your partisan, um, what do you call it? Hacks. Wait, Sean, wait. Like, let me, let me, you have a responsibility to the public discourse and you, you fail miserably. I think you're a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. Maybe you're on CNN. We say. My, the show that leads into me is. Puppets making crank phone calls. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't fail miserably. Control, I think you need to go to one. Now this is theater. I mean, it's it's it is, obvious. No, no, it is. How old are you? Thirty-five. And you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so I hate so at all. <laughs> and you wear a bow tie. Oh my God! Thank you, John Stewart. I think he deserves the presidential. Uh, Medal of Freedom just for saying that shit to Tucker Carlson back in 2004. Here is uh, Tucker Carlson. Here's the response. The reason why the internet responded is because uh, Tucker Carlson on White Privilege Tonight on Faux News um, said this about Jon Stewart. What an idiot. That's Jon Stewart? The famous Jon Stewart looks like a homeless mental patient. He's shrieking and disheveled and very short. He's very pissed off at fascists like you. That's that's what's going on here, Tucker, Tuckums, Tucky. That's what's going on here. Is he's pissed off at fascists like you? Really short, too short to date. Was he always that short? What happened? What happened? What is that, John Stewart? Does he have a beard? Is his hair turned gray? Is that John Stewart? Is that the co- you notice how he does this stupid shit? And they buy this shit hook line. Can you imagine sitting and having to watch this whole thing for like an hour? I can't even hardly get through a 20-second clip. Jesus. Where's he been the last seven years? If you know, let us know. We want answers. You know where he's been? Do you know where he's been, Tucker? The last seven years? He's been he's been making sure that Congress does their fucking job with first responders from 9-11, survivors, the surviving people left, that Congress wouldn't reinstate their fucking health care that, that we, we the people, should be giving them for serving their fucking country on that day in September. Do you know where else he was, Tucker? You little bitch. You bow-tie little bitch. He was at Washington. With those veterans on the steps of the Capitol. John Stewart just didn't show up when the PACT Act didn't pass. You fucking piece of shit. John Stewart was there the entire fucking time with those veterans. And that's how you know it was a selfless act. Because John Stewart didn't get in front of a microphone and use his celebrity until he had to. You motherfucker. 
That's when he used his celebrity. That's when he used his microphone. That's when he used his amplifier. Is when he had to. When those pieces of vile shit, those motherfuckers, as John Stewart said, those motherfuckers, that's when he used his microphone. When he had to. To get fascists like you in line, you piece of fucking shit. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> oh, Tucker Carlson, you are a piece of fucking garbage. Did you see the uh, Alex Jones verdict yesterday? That's another story. Alex In the Alex Jones trial, uh, $4.1 million was awarded in damages, actual damages to the families in that suit. Um, after... After the decision came down, though, I noticed this in the courtroom that the lawyers were winking at each other. Watch this. So is there are there any you expect any changes to the charge questions that were given to me before? No, you are not from this side. I, I don't think so. Okay, then that'll be pretty easy and we'll work on that. Anything else? Not from this all right, so we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you very much, everyone. Okay, so this is where they're adjourning. The jury has left after the judge has read the, the judgment of $4.1 million being awarded from Alex Jones to the Sandy Hook families in this case. Now, this is just the actual damages, not the punitive damages. They've reconvened this morning about the uh, punitive damages. And the punitive damages in Texas, apparently uh, the statute is that they can only be twice as much as the actual damages. So the actual damages are 4.1, which means the punitive damages, even if the jury comes back and is like, ah, we're going to award the family $100 million, the state of Texas, the law is that, that Alex Jones only has to pay double the punitive or up to 750000 which it'll go over 750000 pretty damn quick. Um, so that means, you know, he's on the hook for about $12.3 million at a maximum here. In this case, in this specific case, he also has another case in Texas. He has another case in Connecticut, and he's on the hook for all the fees for the lawyers and fines and shit where he has not done the correct thing where the judge has fined him which is, I think, another $1.5 million in this case alone. So he's going to pay like almost thir- between 13 and $14 million on this case here in Austin, Texas. So th- keeping that in mind, his attorneys here know this. Right? They know what's going to happen now that, they've, now that they have done the math on um, this judgment. Watch what happens when the lawyers... Look at each other here as the as the judge leaves the courtroom because it isn't until the judge leaves the courtroom that they signal each other. Watch. The judge gets up to leave the courtroom. They look at each other. Wink. Wink. They wink. He winked. And the reason why he winked is because here's the thing. Even though this is probably not as uh, big of a settlement as you would hope for for the families of Sandy Hook, not just not just to get at Alex Jones, right? Not just to fuck with him, not just to get in his money, get in his pocket and bankrupt him, which he claims he's already bankrupt, but to actually give 
that family the damages that they deserve that that Alex Jones and Infowars has caused them. A lot of them had to fucking move, change their fucking names and all kinds of crazy ass shit that would cost people all kinds of money. But the attorneys know that this isn't going to destroy Alex, that he's still going to have money left over to pay them. Wink, 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 winking at each other. I noticed that. I was like, you son of a bitch. I posted that over on the podcast page. And I think it's important. I think it's important. And also yesterday, Dick Cheney released a video. Darth Vader. Uh Uh-oh. What did Dick Cheney say? Is he going to shoot someone in the face? I don't know. Let's find out. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. What? A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters? Are we really hearing this from Dick Cheney? A real man wouldn't lie to his... Are you fucking shitting me? Why do you think we were in a fucking war in Afghanistan and Iraq in the first place? This guy lied his ass off. Lied his ass off. But, you know, let's go on. He's bashing Trump here, so we gotta like it, I guess. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right honoring her oath to the Constitution when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. I'm Liz Cheney and I approve this message. She's Liz Cheney, and she approves this message because Liz Cheney knows one thing. (laughs) She wants to take back over her party. That's what she wants. Um, You know, people are saying that she's not going to win in Wyoming. They keep saying that. I have people personally telling me, no, there's no fucking way Liz Cheney will win in Wyoming. And I say, I think you're full of shit. I think you're full of shit. I think the polls have been wrong this entire time. I think the polls are outdated and antiquated. How they do the polls, where they do the polls, who does the polls is antiquated. Polls could work. I'm not saying polls can't be right. But the polls have been wrong. If you look at it, I mean, just here in Missouri, everyone was terrified that Eric Greitens would win. The polls showed that Eric Greitens had a chance to win. He didn't even break 20%. The polls showed that the Kansas referendum would go in the way of the fascist in some of the polls. 65%, and and I think is what the result was. Not even fucking close. Not even fucking close. And some of these other primaries, the same thing. So I'm not going to believe the polls in Wyoming. I'm not. I'm not going to believe it. I think there's a a different political environment that we're dealing with, and pollsters just haven't figured that out yet. That this is a completely different environment. That you can't just poll Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Like, there's no such thing anymore. There's no fucking such thing. There are pro-democracy people, and there are fascists. That, that, that's what we have. That's, the, that's our division in this country. You, 
you're you're for democracy or you're against it. It's not like oh abortion or oh high taxes or federalist anti-federalist like it's not there it's we're not there. That's not the political environment that we have. We have pro-democracy people in this country and we have fascists in this country. And that's what's happening. And they're not polling with that in mind. They're just not. They keep listening to the lies of these boneheads. And until they straighten up the media, they straighten up and stop listening to this nonsense that they keep listening to, we're going to keep doing this stupid shit over and over and over again. I want to go to, um, real quickly, before we go to Bonehead of the Week, um, here's the story. Let's see if I can find... Um, there's a story out that Mark Meadows has turned on Trump, possibly. Here it is. Here's the uh, video. I actually think that Mark Meadows has probably turned on Trump for a while now. You to see. And the reason why is because that contempt charge just hasn't stuck at the Department of Justice. Hmm, I wonder why. But Mark Meadows goes out every once in a while and simps for Trump. Well, that's a sign. And he doesn't simp hard for him. It's like, a, you know, he, he kind of lightly dances around that he loves Trump. Well, that's his public view because he doesn't want Trump to know that he's turned against him. Well, let's listen. Continue to see it. You know, a nine-year sentence uh, uh, for Miss Griner. It, it's it's sad. We want her to come home, but now we're trading uh, her for a prisoner that actually was convicted of conspiracy who killed American citizens. See, this is the thing. Anytime one of these fascists say "but," they mean all the shit I just said. I don't actually believe. Brittany Griner being sentenced to nine years is oh, that's a tragedy. But fuck her. We don't want her to come home. That's what he's saying. You know, it, it sets a very bad precedent. I can tell you, uh, Donald Trump, when he was in the White House, was able to get more hostages released and back home without having to kind of pay the price. Why? Because the leaders knew he was strong and he was willing to back it up. So here you go. Here's Mark Meadows pretending to be a Trump supporter here as he's turning on him at the Department of Justice, which is a normal thing. Like that, that's a, that's a normal thing. That's not something that's abnormal, right? I mean, cause Mark Meadows in the department of justice doesn't really want Trump to think that he's turned on him. Now Trump's legal team has surmised that he's turned on him. And the reason why is because they've told uh, Donald Trump apparently to stop communications with Mark Meadows and a few others, but Mark Meadows specifically. <laughs> and when your counsel, here's Glenn, uh, Glenn's tweet of it. It says, new CNN reporting. Trump has has been specifically been counseled to cu cut contact with his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Watch the dominoes begin to fall. We are on the road to accountability. Through, though the road is long, unpaved, and filled with treacherous potholes, it's coming. And that's that's what Glenn's been trying to say this whole time, that yes, this is going to be held accountable, but it's going to take a while because the amount of evidence that there is is ridiculous. And the amount of evidence that they're going to have to convince the grand jury of that this is a slam dunk. And they really want to go into court with this being a slam dunk, seeing that it's the Cheeto dust mobster. So Glenn is right here. I think this is a big sign, a huge sign when Donald Trump's counsel is trying to convince him to stop talking to Mark Meadows. Because Mark Meadows is using that information against you, Demi. 
in a criminal trial, not not civil case, not the January 6th Select Committee folks. We're talking about a grand jury for the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. for criminal charges for January 6th. Justice is coming. So let's do this. While justice works, let's focus on our democracy and let's engage in it. And let's do that (laughs) by going to Bonehead of the Week. Right after the break here, Gabe Sanchez will join us for Bonehead of the Week. Don't go anywhere. Bonehead of the Week right after this break. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow Patriots. What would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day, recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, uh, welcome, 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 welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking to the break. Friday, second hour, Gabe is joining us now for Bonehead of the... Week bonehead of the week, boom! Our favorite segment, our favorite. Welcome favorite. to the show, Gabe. Welcome to the show. Woo. We're gonna do bonehead of the week. We had a lot of boneheads this week. Oh boy, did boy. we? Boy, were there some bone-headed mm-hmm. motherfuckers this week? Holy shit! I think we should just get right into it and do bonehead of the week. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to this edition of Bonehead of the Week. Like we said, this week has been boneheaded as fuck. It's been a great week, though. Yeah, no, tons of very revealing moments. Right, great news for democracy. We had the Kansas uh, turn down uh, the the amendment to take away the rights Mm -hmm. of women and liberty and bodily autonomy from women in Kansas. They said, fuck no, not just no, but fuck no. Yep. To that amendment, which is great. Um, there were some great uh, outcomes for some of these primaries. I believe uh, going forward, this proves that there are people still out there that are confident in our democracy. They want to participate and engage in our democracy. And I think that's important. But also we had some side drama, mm-hmm. side drama of like the PACT Act, John yeah. Stewart, um, the uh, end of last week and into this week, passing the helping getting that across the finish line. We yep. have a couple of those senators on the bonehead list for that. And then we have some drama down in Florida, but also 
This Alex Jones trial. <laughs> Holy fuck, Gabe. What yeah. do you think about this stuff? It is, uh, look, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the show, like, you know, how, like, the ability to hear, you know, in the courtroom and stuff, and we were comparing it to the Amber uh, Heard Johnny Depp trial, like, you know, the the quality of the production there is, right. there, they knew what was happening. They had two celebrities that were going head-to-head that were saying, you know, he said this, and she said that, and right. everyone was interested. When it came time to this Alex Jones trial, Nobody could have anticipated the shit that was going to happen. No. You had middle fingers here. You had, you know, a, almost fights there. You had revealing text messages over here. Like, yeah, even, even, stuff. even seditious sexting between yeah. Roger Stone and uh, Alex Jones mm-hmm. kind of reveal. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't right. seen it. And I don't evidence. know if we, do we want to see the intimate text? Uh, well, I don't know. You know, to be determined. depends and, on who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll definitely, we'll definitely jump is. into that because <laughs> Alex Jones is another person that was on Bonehead of the Week. But, yeah, that was a whole that whole court case. I don't think anyone expected anything to come of that outside of like we're going to decide what the amount is for this that what had already been decided as like he was guilty of defamation and now what is the actual financial amount that will be awarded. Right. And but, we have yeah, some news. Wow. We have some news on that too. But let's go right. to the boneheads here. We have Senator Rand Paul. He's been on our list a lot. Oh. As a well constant. as Senator Ted Cruz. I mean, again, we say this all the time. Like, I feel like every week we get here, we're like, ah, these fuckers could be here every single week. Oh, yeah. These Just, guys, these guys set up camp and they're like, they're like on the bench, ready to go. And they're like, put me in, coach. Put me in. I'm ready. Do you think, do you think they're in like the Senate gym and they're like, how do we get on bone into the week? Like, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, <laughs> no, I Ted, like Ted Cruz is, you know, he's like trying to dribble a basketball. He's like, how do I get on bonehead of the week? Right. How do I get on bonehead of the week? You know? But really, these two senators are on the bone of the week because of the PACT Act, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in the yeah. response to yeah. it. Their own individual responses to what happened have got them on this list this week. Right. And one really, the, the Senator Rand Paul, it was more about his response on the floor. Right. Um, tell the folks about that as I find the clip here of Rand Paul on the floor. Right. So um, Rand Paul tried to have the Paul Amendment added to the PACT Act, which got overwhelmingly downvoted. It was 70 to 90 or seven to 90 is what the end result. So 90 saying they don't want this amendment in there, which would basically uh, change the amount of funds that were given to, uh, to help um, fund the PACT Act. And it was to lower uh, foreign aid to different countries um, so that they could help pay off the PACT Act. And uh, it was, you know, had Marsha Blackburn, Mike Lee, Ron Johnson, like all of the people who have either, you know, they have no purpose. They, they serve no purpose in the Senate. They've attempted to, def- you know, how about you define what a woman is? Hey, we should try to get uh, Mike Pence, these fake electors, like all of these people are terrible, boneheaded human beings. So it, it I'm not surprised at all that these were the seven people that voted for this dumbass's uh, amendment that thankfully got voted down. Right. Well, you know, every time Rand Paul speaks, whether it's on the floor, on the record, or in a committee, or even when you really say, just when you say meeting, on the floor, is that because he's like a mop head? Well, it could be like, you know, that that's a good point. But when he speaks, I, I want to be his neighbor more and more and more. Oh, yeah. I, want to be I think every day people hear him speak and they're like, really? Like, especially for something like this, like the things that he says in this moment to be like, I'm right. And here is why I'm right. 
more people are probably like, yeah, I wouldn't mind being his neighbor as well. You know, <laughs> really, I really would like to be this guy's neighbor, like every day be his neighbor. Let's right. listen to Rand Paul here. Try to tell us now that the CDC is right. And asthma that veterans has is just asthma. It's no big deal, Gabe. Care of our veterans and keep our country strong. This bill puts our economy, though, at risk by creating presumptions of service connection for the most common availments. This fucking piece of shit. Again, again, he's acting like he's acting. He's acting like he's doing well, he's the gas like price, he, the gas right, price thing. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to affect the economy. Gets like, who gives a shit? Right. These people are dying because of their service to our country. Well, he's also, idiot. I mean, like, he's like, I'm a, you know, he's he's attempting to make that whole I'm a doctor argument, and it's like, yeah, no, you fucking dumbass, right. you're not. Uh, and if anyone, I would say, I, we don't have time to dig into this show, but if anyone's interested, just Google <laughs> Rand Paul. Is he an actual doctor? And the things you will read and find out are not surprising, but also well, hilarious. Here's what I'll tell you is um, go go to Twitter and copy or, or do some screenshots of <laughs> Googling, <laughs> is Rand Paul an actual doctor? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, tag us in them. That would be great. Let's listen. For example... This legislation creates a presumption of service connection for Vietnam veterans for hypertension. But according to the CDC, 50% of men and 44% of women in the United States have hypertension. You know, you could do a what was that with almost every single clip of these fucking boneheads. Because he's yeah. like the CDC, according to the CDC, like what what, what was that? Like, yeah. really? Honestly, now like, you're going to believe the, the CDC? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that you believe them? Everything else. All yeah. the, the million people that was killed there in the pandemic. Mask, vaccines, fuck all that shit. Fuck right. that nonsense. You're like, what well, the, the monkeypox, this right. like nope. cases of polio yeah. we've seen come up now. Like oh everything God. the CDC says, says about all these other diseases and all these health uh, issues, he goes, nah, fuck it. Everything but this he one, says, he's like, hypertension and asthma, those right. are the ones we should listen to them about. You know? Everything he says, it makes me want to be more and more neighborly mm-hmm. to Rand Paul. I mean, really, it's like, neighbor. will you be my neighbor? Imagine, over and over. I kind of now neighbor. have this visual of Rand Paul as <laughs> the, like, evil Mr. Rogers. And he's oh. like, will you be my neighbor? And everyone's so like, like, fuck yeah, I'll be your neighbor. Like Dark Rogers kind of thing, Yeah, like right? a dark like a dark Rogers, you know. Yeah. And, he, you know, he sits down and he's like, will you be my neighbor? And everyone, <laughs> every, all the kids are like, you yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> you goddamn right we would. Let's finish this bone end. More than 60% of people over the age of 60 have hypertension. In total, the CDC estimates that estimates that 116 million Americans have hypertension. The legislation also creates a presumption of service connection for global war on terror veterans for asthma. The CDC estimates that one in 12 people have asthma which is approximately 25 million Americans. Do you think when he went to his staffer and he was like, hey, can you go get me some CDC numbers on this, this, and this? They're like, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, why? And he goes, well, I'm trying to make a point. A point about what? Well, I need to prove how asthma is a way in which I can make this whole, like, PAC Act not really go for the... It's like, I'm sure, like, the intern of the aide was like, why why would you do that? Also, it's like... The same argument, because he's trying to be like, oh, 25 million people. Like, are you either, are you trying to argue that that's a lot of people or a little amount of people? And then it goes to the same argument that people made during COVID, which is like, well, only like 1% of people are the, are like affected this way. And it's like, yeah, but 1% of a population that is nearly 350 million people, 
that's a lot of people when you're talking about like the deaths, right? So whenever you or you know, whatever the percentage, the low percentage that they would claim, it's like even one person dying from this thing is bad. Right. Why are we accepting any greater number than one? It's fucking crazy. Well, here's here's the mop head again. Now, this has to do with the Finland uh, Sweden oh, membership, which he voted for. Yeah. In the long run, the only one what he had, know. What, I mean, what he had to give his two cents. What do you say? Well, yeah, well, let's listen. <laughs> My reservation merely reasserts his reservation nearly. Re- that's it. OK, I'm done. I don't I don't even need it. I don't even need any more of this clip. I don't need any more of this. What is this all of these Republicans, Lauren Boebert and all these other people are like, oh, we're going to let Finland and Sweden into NATO. Why would we do right. that? You know, well, that makes no sense, you know. But after a while, these people that were, you know, have typically historically been neutral. You know, they're like, we don't want involved. They're like. Okay, we're going to now be involved because the world is fucked up and we need to actually like take a stance. And Republicans are like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. You want to be, you want to like pro democracy? What are you, no, what are you doing, dude? No. So, well, well, again, he's putting some sort of amendment on the floor that's not going to get accepted. This is all, and he voted for it in the first place. This is all to get on Fox News. That's all it is. He does this shit all the time. What Josh Hawley voted against the bill, the only one to vote against it, so he could get on Tucker Carlson's show. Like, yeah. literally, that's the reason. I even right. said this on Centering John's podcast. I said, look, the reason why Josh Hawley voted against this thing isn't because he, you know, this thing, that thing, this thing. It literally, he was like, well, if I vote no, and I, I'm the only one to vote no, right. Putin's little puppet, Putin's little, you know, fellatio will let me on his show on right. White Privilege tonight with Tucker Carlson. He'll bring me on and mm-hmm. I'll get to talk about Putin, how great Putin is, because Tucker loves Putin. And right. that's why he voted against it. It's all for the Fox News clips. It's all for, you the know, the other thing that, that makes me think of is when they're done, as soon as they're done with the vote, there are cameras always ready in like the rotunda area. Right. Right. Right on that floor. And they're all waiting to be like, all right, can we get you in for an interview? So and so is live right now and wants to ask you about the vote. But the acoustics and the echo, you can hear it during the interview. It is very, like, very powerful the way that the audio from your your uh, your talking will carry throughout the rest of the the uh, outside of the chambers in the rotunda area. And I always think, like, walking through, if I were to ever walk through when one of those interviews are happening, like, one, saying shit back to echo and overtake their interview. But two, like, people walking by and having to listen to the dumb stupid shit that these people say just to get on fox news it's like oh i voted against them entering nato because it's like that's you did that's a why would you even why 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 are you trying to be it's just it's a pain in the ass to listen to but i can only imagine what it's like for people who are actually inside and be like i just wanted to have like two moments to think to myself without hearing Rand paul or josh hawley fucking blabber on about why they voted against this thing that they should have voted for right well it makes you again want to be very neighborly with these motherfuckers Mm -hmm. and uh, speaking of motherfuckers we have ted cruz there could be like a gazillion reasons just this week why ted cruz is on here but i have a clip here i guess this is was uh, from today or yesterday where they were having an oversight um, committee meeting uh, for fbi oversight with uh, fbi director ray and Ted Cruz, I guess, gets out his fucking boot. I've not seen this. I haven't watched this. He gets like his literal boot? Watch this. Is he Violent looking? extremist militia. Well, I will self-report right now that every day in the Senate I wear my boots that have the Gonzalez battle flag on the back of them. 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so here you go again. Here you go at the political theater to get on Fox News. This motherfucker takes it. He didn't take his boot off. He wore a different pair of shoes in there. Dude, so he, he had that there. fucking boot ready yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these boots are made for walking. And, and if anyone doesn't know, do, oh my do you know, God, do you know what the Gonzalez battle flag is? No, go ahead. Tell us. It's the dumbass. Well, it's not dumbass, and it's dumbass in the response of, or in, in the aspect of uh, of of Ted Cruz. The come and take it. That's what that battle flag says. So that's what he's trying to push. He's like, every day I wear these boots, and on the back is the Gonzalez battle flag, and on the Gonzalez battle flag it says "Come and take it," which is the same shit that he says on his mask whenever they talk about fucking guns, whatever it might be. Ted Cruz is always saying "Come and take it." You want my gun? Come and take it. You want this liberty? Come and take it. You want these rights? Come and take it. And then he'll be like, oh, actually, uh, yes, go and take those rights away from women and anyone who is a marginalized community. Right. That's what Ted Cruz says. Right. They That's do. What he they, believes. they project yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Ted Cruz is like threatening the government. He says, come and take this thing from me. And then him as the government says, aha, yes, I will come and take those things from <laughs> right, you. Right, right. Like you that's dummy. the hypocrisy of this party. And that is the hypocrisy of this fucking wish.com version of Wolverine. Well, I was going to play the fist bump, but I think this is as despicable as that is. Uh, I don't think anyone needs to see the fist bump again where he was. I can only imagine was, the smell as well. If he was really wearing those oh boots and he god. had the shoe off, oh my god. <laughs> With that the oh, whole time. So you think he sat, <laughs> sat down? I don't know. I think boot off and I let think, that thing sit there and marinate he, so he, the whole room I think, can smell it. I think if he's really wearing those boots, he had it on the whole time up until the point at which he had to talk. Or he took it off as soon as he sat down. He's like, well, can't get up now because I got one boot on, one boot off. And then he's like, I'm just waiting for the point where I can slam that boot down and say, I've got the Gonzalez battle flag on my boot. Doesn't really make your point any stronger. Yeah, he's such an idiot. Let's watch Let's watch this bonehead do this boneheaded thing one more time um, just because I think it's fucking stupid and hilarious. Violent extremist militia. Well, I will self-report right now that every day in the Senate I wear my boots that have the Gonzalez battle flag on the back of them. Did <laughs> you see Mike Lee behind him? He's like, he's such a dumb fuck. Yeah. Well, look at Mike Lee here. He's like, oh my God. Did he practice this? Mike Lee's yeah. thinking in his, in his mind, how many times did this idiot practice this before mm -hmm. he got it right? Oh my God. And it Mike Lee's like, put your fucking boot back on, you nasty. Somebody's head. like, that's what that smell was. I was wondering what smelled like fucking baby shit wrapped in you know whatever fucking dead possum's ass oh my it's god it's like uh, you know it's like an anchorman's like it smells mm -hmm. like bigfoot's dick you know that just that whole that whole line the whole lines of the jokes of the thro the throwaway like one-liners from that moment where he comes out with the fucking uh sex panther cologne that's probably right. what ted cruz's boot smells like and as well as his feet oh nasty that's nasty mm -hmm. Speaking of well, nasty, is a nasty, nasty senator. He's a nasty motherfucker. Well, let's uh, let's go to another nasty son of a bitch. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. He's our alpha cuck of the week. Mm -hmm. Alpha cuck. Why did he get alpha cuck? What happened here with Ron DeSantis? I mean, I can only imagine. But what's what's the what's the deal with Ron DeSantis, Gabe? Well, uh, you know, we've got these whole rights being taken away in Florida. And then he decides that it was the. Uh, it was the county attorney. Who was it again? I 
Uh, yeah, I forget the name, but he's he's like a state attorney, right? And he's and he's he's uh, suspending the state attorney. Uh, Recount has a video here. Let's see if um, we can get some information. It was a, a Tampa prosecutor right, who took a right. stance against criminalizing abortion because this person was like, "Nah, uh, we're not going to do this thing that you want to do, you fucking fascist dictator." Right? He's deciding not to enforce the unconstitutional right. law that Ron DeSantis like, Look, wants him to. Women have rights. And they should be able to do what they want with their own right. bodies. Mm-hmm. And you fucking want to be Trump 2.0. Get your fucking grubby little hands out of these women, you know? Right. Well, let's listen to uh, Captain Fascist here. Tell us why he's a whiny little bitch. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in individual state attorneys. And so when you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, Uh, You have violated your duty. Uh, You have neglected your duty and you are displaying a lack of competence uh, to be able to reform those duties. And so today we are suspending state attorney Andrew Warren effective immediately. So now do Trump. Yeah. Now do do Trump. This is one of those. Ron DeSantis is one of those people. I mean, we saw it before with the kids with masks on. And he was like, don't wear the mask. Don't do that. Don't this political theater bullshit. But you look behind Ron DeSantis, right? He tells Mm -hmm. these people to be there, whether they're pro-Ron DeSantis and fascism or they're like, well, the fucking chief told me I had to show up here. (laughs) But these people behind him in suits and also in their actual uh, law enforcement, you know, uniform are there as like a sign of if you cross me as governor, I will fuck you up, right? And that is not how we do things in this country. You can't just say what a rule is and then say, if you do anything, which again, right, you're taking rights away from women. So the fact that this guy is suspended for trying to acknowledge that women should have these rights and they should determine what they should do with their own body, as opposed to Ron DeSantis saying, if there's an abortion, I'm coming after you. And it's like, one, it's none of your fucking business, dude. Why you guys are also fascinated and obsessed with what someone else does with their own body and their own home with their own just fucking bubble. Freedom. This is exactly. the party of freedom. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So Ron DeSantis stands in front of all these people and he's just a fucking cuck. What, right? here's, what? Yeah, he is a cuck. He, he he's getting he gets cucked all the time. And the reason why he's going to get cucked here is exactly what Kansas did to the referendum mm-hmm. to try to take away women's rights. Because if you really look at the makeup of Kansas, it feels really similar to the makeup of the voters and electorate of like states like Texas, Georgia, Florida, who seem really red. Mm-hmm. But on issues where I don't know, someone takes away an entire group of people's liberty, right? It, it, they they they're not so fucking red, right? And I believe that in the American people and and in this democracy, and that's why I've been so confident about this. Mm-hmm. As long as we engage in our democracy, America's going to reject this idea that you can just take away fucking rights from a group of people. Like, right. wait a second, what the fuck are you talking about? And rather, it's Kansas, rather it's the Dobbs case where the Supreme court overturns Roe v. Wade, or it's fucking Hitler jr. Down in Florida's Ron DeSantis trying mm-hmm. to be King fascist down there, trying to be like you said, Trump 2.0 and trying to, trying to run roughshod over Liberty freedom rights and, and just plain being un-American and unpatriotic. Right. 
and he's the example of what they want to do with with the United States government yeah, yeah. as a fascist state. That's the blueprint. We've talked about it a hundred times before. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, he deserves. I do. I do want to add one more thing on there. Yeah, go ahead. Like, if you've noticed, like in California, we've had cases kind of rising in in terms of monkeypox. Illinois right. has had cases. Florida has had cases. Right, uh, just uh, on Thursday, uh, or I think it was Thursday that um, that uh, Joe Biden was uh, he had announced that there is now a state of emergency around monkeypox. Right, we are are a health emergency, right. and they are taking the appropriate steps because we do not want a COVID lockdown, you know, 2.0 kind of situation happen where we've got monkeypox spreading uh, between communities and people not doing anything to make sure that they are staying away from others uh, as while they, while they get treatment. Now, the benefit of having monkeypox right now is that we do and we, we can treat it with the smallpox vaccine. And so Ron DeSantis is saying, no, 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 we're not doing this fear shit again. Let me just make this clear. This is not fear shit. This is just the appropriate way in terms of how you handle a health issue, right? We have the appropriate steps and protocols. We have someone who is in office as a leader who's not going to say, not my responsibility, or it'll miraculously go away by Easter, or all you got to do is shove light up your ass and inject bleach. We don't have someone like that. We have Wait, someone is, that the, is that the monkeypox vaccine? Shove a light up your yeah, ass? I think, you know, I don't know if those oh, things really worked for COVID, right. but right. Trump might tell you that that is how you treat monkeypox. It could be. It could be. Now, you know, that's a good point because we went through this with the pandemic and it always confused me because Ron DeSantis, if you ask like, you know, what are you politically? He would say something stupid like, I'm a conservative which he's not a conservative at all. He's a fascist. But here's the thing. The conservative, a conservative person, a conservative leader or or a conservative government would actually be in favor of things that like you're talking about. They'd be like, hey, we need to make sure that this isn't spreading. We Mm -hmm. need to keep track of it. We need to do what we can do to make sure people don't get disease because this thing could kill people. It can hurt people. It's a health issue. A liberal type of government be like, eh, you know, let's just see what happens. Yeah, like it is what it is. Right. It is what it is. You can't change it. Let's just keep going about it. And that's the confusing part to me. That's the confusing part to me is they they doing this type of dance around this stuff. Where again, it's not, you know, and I think me, me, you and David Bender talked about it the other day. Mm-hmm. This isn't really Republican Democrat anymore. Right. We're in we're in an age where these things don't really mean the things that they meant 10, 15 years ago. And they're trying to use words and come up with ways to describe their political stance and the way they want to govern with words that aren't the same when it's just pure blooded fascism that right. Ron DeSantis wants to have. And that's why he's the alpha because he's wants to be yeah. king fascist down in Florida. Now and we fascist, have- and, and I, the last thing too is uh, a fascist will also make sure to scrub out anyone else's voice. So when you have an audit that it was like a few weeks ago or a month ago or so, you know, uh, was also covered when I did the interview with Dr. Eric Feigelding. One of the things was the fact that there was an audit in Florida and they did find out that, you know, um, the there was manipulation with the data that was coming out of Florida to say how many cases and deaths there were. And that the whistleblower who was actually running against uh, Matt Gates in his district this year um, came forward. And Ron DeSantis was the person who was like, no, 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 we're going to arrest you. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have talked about this. And that is exactly what a dictator and a fascist will try to do 
is they will silence any voice that is not in agreement with theirs. If you don't follow the cult, if you don't follow our regime and our voice and what we say, then we cast you out and we silence you as a, as a traitor. And that is not democracy. That is, that is the opposite of democracy. So um, if we can move to the dishonorable mention, because we, we did alpha cuck here. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the dishonorable mention, it kind of, I don't know, it bleeds in with the winner here. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, kind they, of, they share. Right. It's kind of a shared story almost. Mm-hmm. So who is this dishonorable mention? Because I've I never heard this name before. You know, he's not a name that you would probably hear. He is known as a lawyer. So for anyone watching right now and listening, this is uh, Andino Reynal. He is the lawyer for Alex Jones in this defamation trial that was happening in Texas. So what does the uh, F stand for? Have we figured that out? Does nope, it stand for cannot, I, does it stand I, for fuckhead Fernando? What what's the what's the uh, you what know? Ha- I tried to find no what idea. the F stood for, and I cannot find, find it. it. Couldn't find it. Uh, I did. I, mean, I did again. find. I did find a video though here, um, and it might be someone may may have made a joke of this. I couldn't imagine who, but this is. So I think you put him as a DM, and the reason why is because he kind of fucked up in the trial, right? Well, not mm-hmm. in the trial so much as in the evidence and not really, you know, staying on top of things. Right. And it created this moment in the Alex Jones trial where Alex Jones is kind of, you know, slapped in the face with reality. Um, it was a beautiful moment. Oh, it is a beautiful moment. It's beautiful. So let's and watch. This, and this goes to tell you or this goes to show you earlier when we were talking about how, you know, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, they had prepared for this type of drama. Right. And this trial was like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a, you know, a feed and you can watch into it. But nobody anticipated the type of shit show that was going to come out of this thing. Right. Well, even law and crime here on their YouTube channel, because they had one camera in the room. Right. And it appeared there was another camera room. We've tried to determine who that camera is. And then there's the Zoom camera, which is right. like the, the courtroom record mm-hmm. camera, right? That right. they're broadcasting on the courtroom's YouTube channel. Who knows? Maybe it's, there, somebody's doing a documentary about Alex Jones. It could be. Idea. It could be. That's what they're setting up over there. That it's that. And it could be Alex Jones trying to capitalize on this where he has yeah. a camera in the room for a documentary. Who knows? Um but here is the law and crime. But someone may have someone may have and, and put some credits on the end. Let's watch. Mm. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can't, it was, it, it had to be done. I had to make it. I don't I don't know if this lawyer like the the Sandy Hook lawyer if he practiced that or what but I mean it was just like it was so perfect cuz look at the this is the look on Alex Jones's face he's but just, not only but they like founded. also the angle they were on him and they're like all right quick we want to pan over to Alex <laughs> right. Jones right like get the reaction the law and it crime, whoever's uh, running that camera, they did a perfect job, perfect job. Amazing. amazing. Even, even with the limited amount of production that you had in the room, you did yeah. a fantastic job. Whoever's running the camera over law and crime. It was unexpected I, delight. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, 
of course, that wasn't the end of this drama. But right. this, but this attorney, you saw him sitting there. Yeah, right. He you just had, he was like, oh, just like finger in the mouth, tapping his lip. He's like, mm, right. Here's here's the uh, uh, here's here he is. Um, yeah, you know, he's like, he's, uh, now I wonder. What do you think, Gabe? Because there's a lot of theories out there, right? And I and I know we've talked about a few of them mm-hmm. uh, in private and even on the show. There's a few theories that say that maybe this guy, maybe this guy did this on purpose. But there could be a lot of different reasons why he did it on purpose. Right. I I want to believe that th- there's not this coincidence. You know. Th- right. Well, you would. I mean, the thing. So what happened was, you know, they said, "Oh, we want all of the text messages that have to that mention Sandy Hook. We want to see what he was saying." during this time about you mean you mean the sandy took hook attorneys were requesting he was like i want to see the text message i want to see the communications that were all mentioning sandy hook to 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 show that there was intent like you knew this was a lie and you continued to push it right and you did it to millions of people and these these victims these families had to deal with even more stress and, and trauma now they asked for that and what ended up happening was three years, not even two years, three years of text messages <laughs> and communication had been sent over to the plaintiff, which was the attorney for the Sandy Hook parents. And he gets this shit and he's like, oh, my God, this is a fucking gold mine. Right. Which, by the way, I'm sure he's already gone through and searched for a fucking Roger Stone and Stuart Rose and like Trump, like all these things. Well, so I was I was on Stuttering John's show with Kelly Jones. Oh, Alice Jones's ex-wife. Right. And, you know, we were kind of talking about this and she actually said that that she didn't know if if Alex actually text a lot. She thought it would probably be dictation text. So she thought that it's going to be like Alex. But can you imagine? Can you imagine Alex Jones like dictating his text like he does his show and the demons (laughs) And the Democrats, the demons, the cabal, the blood-sucking cabal, Cumbry. I mean, he's t- sitting there dictating this right. into the phone. So, he's like, Roger Stone, right? Come on, you know, I don't know. That's, he's like, well, come, that's come that, over that, dinner. Come, come, fucking chuddle my balls. Like, there's something. It's good. He's got. Well, he's, he's, got he's got intimate messages. So that's that's the next uh, thing that I I want to show here in this whole drama of these text messages mm-hmm. is the fact that. Because um, well, we were on the show when when that moment happened. We were on the show and yeah, we, we kind of pulled it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, hey, you know that, that like at the time I was like two years, like 2022, 2020, 2021, Jan six is right in the middle there. Like, is there any possibility that this guy said something Alex Jones mentioned in preparation and uh, during the day and after the day with certain people that are of interest to the January six committee? I wouldn't be surprised if they came for that. And then after the show had ended, I think within an hour or so, Rolling Stone had an article that was saying uh, the the Jan Six Committee was subpoenaing was uh, was requesting a subpoena of those of those text messages from the Sandy Hook lawyer. But it, it enters in it enters in a new character. Well, not a new character, but a new character to this trial. Right. But one we're familiar with in the Jan Six saga with the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, which mm-hmm. is Roger Stone. And I'm trying to find the clip of the moment when when the Sandy Hook lawyers describe here it is. Here it is. Describe the the um, messages from Alex Jones to Roger Stone. Let's listen. And, and things like 
like Mr. Jones and his intimate messages with Roger Stone are not confidential. They are not trade secrets. None of them. So he says his intimate, his yeah. intimate, intimate messages. Yeah, it's re- you know I I would think that private. Like you would think yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you uh, well, I'm I don't know. Maybe he said private or he was gonna say private or he was thinking privates, you know, those are I don't know. I don't know. Privates. It seems like this attorney chose that word intimate yeah. very well. He I mean, look, he's got a piece of paper in front of him. He's right. got his whole like this right. is why he's you know, probably in preparation, knowing that they're like, Oh shit, everyone is putting Alex Jones on blast and mocking him on all of these different channels and, and news stations because of that. We've had your text for 12 days now and uh, nobody said that it was protected. And then Alex Jones is like, Oh fuck. Right. And he's like, well, well there was your Perry Mason, but we like tried to recover from yeah, it. And he, he couldn't such a shit because box. the damage was already done. Right. So well, now, of course it was the, uh, the plaintiff, the, the, uh, uh, the the Sandy Hook lawyer came in prepared. He had the whole thing. He's like, this is why we will not allow these text messages to be removed or struck in, or struck from the record. Because, and then he wrote down intimate messages with Roger Stone, right? He went through, he mm-hmm. made sure to go through those things. Because he's seen, he, he, he's, he's, he's seen it. He's, yeah, well, he's either those, seen them or heard them, whatever right, right, these right. messages are, yeah. saw them, saw the pictures, yeah. any, any pictures that were sent back and forth that they mm-hmm. were sharing I don't know what they were doing, but yeah, no but, it, but again, like we said on the show um, before, he knew what he was doing, and he intentionally whether he took a cue like a, a page out of the Jan Six book, but he knew exactly what what type of language would get the clicks and would get people to follow up and write stories about it. Right, the intimate word was right. important. Well, and I also think that actually invoking Roger Stone's name is important because I think what he's doing here is he's he's calling very specifically that hey, there might be some things the select committee wants to hear and wants right. to listen to and see here. Um, it's and the Roger Stone stuff is juicy. Mm-hmm. It's juicy, and which leads me to. Uh, on our Bonehead of the Week contestants, the winner of the Bonehead of the Week, of course, Mr. Alex Jones. How could of he course. not be the winner? It was like it wasn't even a race. It, yeah, right man. out of the gate, man. He was like, Meow. and it's and, and it's mainly because of these text messages. Yeah, um, obviously. Now we know we know in the trial we have the first verdict here. Now uh, the four point one million on the actual damages that mm-hmm. is going to be awarded to the Sandy Hook family in this case. Um, it look they're going to be convening for the uh, punitive damages, which uh, obviously this is uh, in, it seems to be in favor of Alex Jones, but like we've discussed on the Midas touch network, we did a little uh, news clip for them mm-hmm. where we, we, we talked about that breaking news of that verdict where the, the punitive damages only appears that it can be twice as much in this case as the actual damages, which was awarded the 4.1. So it seems like the most that's going to come out of this is possibly 12.3 million, something like that. Right, right. Plus, I think there's attorney fees that he has to right, pay right. or something and like that. And then there's that. also the fines that, right, that, that Alex right, already right. owes because he's this isn't the beginning of it. This is just that he's already guilty. Right. And this is them deciding just the amount. Right. And this so there's is like whatever. a million and a half or so in fines that he's owed to those families already because right. of the shit that he's been trying to pull. Right. So so in in summation, the 4.1 
Plus, now the jury may come back with punitive and they may come up with some kind of pie in the sky number like 100 or 150 or 200, yeah, whatever yeah. that case is. And then possibly um, it could be the just double the amount. But the only amount, no matter what they come back with, the maximum is double of the 4.1. Mm-hmm. But also there's cases in Connecticut. There's another cases in Texas. So Alex Jones, the bone end of the week is not out of the woods here. But mm-hmm. I want to play you. <laughs> I found this. Uh, I think Ron, yeah, Ron posted here. This is hilarious. This is actually Alex Jones with his attorney in his studio trying to explain the text messages. And you can tell why Alex Jones is terrified that these text messages are out in the yeah. open. It has nothing to do with these Sandy Hook cases. Not a goddamn thing. And I actually, I had a conversation with Kelly Jones, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. that she's going to try to get these text messages yeah. too. Because she still has ongoing lawsuits with him. Mm-hmm. And he's not hes not scared of that. Alex Jones projects exactly what he's scared of, exactly where the evidence is, because he has his attorney on his show to tell his audience, don't believe the stuff that they're going to say because it's the truth. Don't right. believe it. Don't Watch. believe the thing that they're just repeating verbatim of what I sent right. in my text. Right. Watch this. Watch this um, weird piece of footage. Every major platform is Alex Jones's phone has fallen in to the January 6th committee's hands. Here's my lawyer or counselor or advisor, Robert Barnes, give you his take. Here's my, I don't know what this guy is. Here's this dude I got off the street and <laughs> I, I like said it my lawer. Right. This guy here's was sitting one on of the, the bench that, outside. Yeah. He's like, here's <laughs> one of the guys that fucked up and gave all of the text messages to the other side. Oh, He's going to explain what he did why why he fucked up yeah this is so this is so dumb number one he's lying here where he's trying to tell his audience that the january 6th committee already has these which that's not the case yeah my belief is here and we need to track this down of exactly the timeline but i would bet that there were attorneys from the january 6th select committee Mm-hmm. That as soon as that moment happened, someone ran in a room like, holy shit, did you just see what happened in Austin, Texas? Yeah. And like, nope. They pulled up the video and immediately they they started on the subpoena for those right. records. Now, because we do know, we do know that the select committee has subpoenaed those records. We do not know if the DOJ has done it yet. We don't right. know that. But here's the thing. DOJ is going to get those records from the from the select committee at some point because yeah. They have come to an agreement on trading information. They it, Just the timing uh, mm-hmm. is a little lag there. But let's watch how this attorney explains to Alex Jones's audience how this is, this is all nonsense. Don't believe a thing that anyone but Alex tells you. Absolutely. I've been doing constitutional law for a long time. And while I am not a representative of InfoWars, I am a representative that cares about the Constitution. And in that capacity, the Fourth, the Fifth, and the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution prohibit somebody from illicitly obtaining your attorney-client privilege protected information. So here we go. So so here we go. Here we go. So this this thing here where he's like, He's trying to explain amendments to Alex Jones's audience because, you know, they can't they can't make it past the first or second amendment. Right. 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 They know that they know the fifth one now. I mean, right. Like, right. Know, oh, heavily. Eric, Eric Trump right. has said it 500 oh, times. Yeah, yeah, and right. He's said it over 100 times. Right. Yeah. They know that fifth one really good, but mm-hmm. they skipped. They skipped three, four. And they yeah. figured out five. Now they're the six. So he's trying to explain to their audience what amendments are and which <laughs> which numbers mean which thing. Let's listen. 
This goes all the way back to Andy Griffith shows in the 1960s. This is how universally understood this precept and principle is. So what the January 6th committee is doing. Why did why did he say the Andy Griffith show? What the fuck is I that? I don't know. Does, he's, does, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Did they, do, did they do like a big survey to see like They're what like, other what shows, shows Alex did, Jones yeah. watch? His demographic is watching Nick at night and they're watching the Andy Griffith show. And they're like, yep, people will get this reference. People. Are, well, here's oh, the thing. Yeah. Probably because the people who are buying those herbal supplements are an older demographic. And they're probably the ones who are watching that show. Probably. Well, and that's this- what they're like. You got to give in. You got to give in a, a time, a time period reference because I know the exact one I'm going to use. Andy Griffith show. <laughs> all right okay oh my Go with God. It. which i'm i'm not dogging the andy griffith show i love andy griffith yeah, show. yeah, yeah. i love it just, it's I, a very odd reference to me right and you know what's this. funny about the andy griffith show it's a bunch of fucking liberals in a real small rural town in, in america which right. is kind of funny i don't know i'm just saying let's listen to robert barnes constitutional lawyer who was standing outside Infowars headquarters is violating the Fourth Amendment right against unreasonable searches, the Fifth Amendment right to due process of law, and the Sixth Amendment right to counsel by seizing and stealing attorney-client privilege communications that cannot constitutionally belong to them. It is an outrage that should concern every American because in this case, like so many other cases, Alex Jones is everybody and everybody is Alex Jones. Uh, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. No, a big fuck you to yeah. Robert Barnes. We do are not. not no. Nope. Don't do that. Also, Don't yeah, do that. Let's <laughs> let's just make something clear. Nobody stole these text messages. Right. Nobody illegally obtained these text messages. What happened was that Alex Jones's attorney, the person who made made the DM this week, the dishonorable mention, and Dino Reynal willingly gave those things because they were requested. And right. what did he do? He didn't give just the Sandy Hook references of text messages. He gave everything for three years. And then when he note when when the when the Sandy Hook lawyer even said, "Hey, you send us all these text messages," they didn't say shit. They didn't. Like they do filed. Anything. They filed the actual paper that said, "Hey, you you sent me everything. This is not. This is more yeah. than what I wanted." And then once he went through that twelve day period, which is the rule in the court, if there's no response to that, then there's no big deal. And right. really, um, Alex Jones tried to uh, get the judge to give a mistrial. This is like the 18,000th time right, right, um, yeah. to try to do a mistrial, but they were trying to use this argument that it was illegally right. and it was certain. And then, and then, yeah, the lawyer came forward and was like, Hey, you know, we want to say that this was privileged information. And the other lawyer from the Sandy hook side was like, no, 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 no. You guys have properly done this in the past. So right. you know what you're doing. You've been notified and you promptly said, oh, you know what? This should be removed. And and, and then and, and in those cases where it was privileged, they gave those messages yeah, yeah. back and deleted their copy on right. their end. So right. nobody, nobody other than the lawyer for Alex Jones and Alex Jones had those copies of that information that had been deemed between uh, privilege uh, between client and attorney. Right. And now it's another moment where they're trying to do that. And the judge was like, Okay, first off, this is like your 17th time trying to ask for a mistrial. I'm not going to seal this information and hide it from people. You guys had time to respond, and you didn't. And you have done so in the past, so you know how this works. I'm not going to give you guys a mulligan. You guys fucked up. That's on you. Here's the clip. Let's watch it. What's interesting to me is this is not the first time that materials like this have been inadvertently produced in this case. As you may remember from prior hearings, Mr. Barnes inadvertently produced materials. Now, in that case, some of that information ended up coming out. They ended up letting me keep some of it, and we ended up talking about it. 
but there were attorney community con- excuse me, attorney client communications in there, which you don't know about, which I do, which they did follow 193.3. And they did identify those slide eight space numbers, said here is the privilege. And when that happened, I promptly returned them and destroyed all my copies. Mr. Raynal is right now using a fig leaf of this motion to say I violated to put a fig leaf over his own malpractice, over his own absolute breach of his duties to his own client. And he's attempting to put that on me and doing it in front of a televised audience. That's what he's trying to do. So there it is where he's making his claim that not motherfucker, that is not what happened. I don't think so. You're not going to get away with that, which is, which is, uh, it seems to be a reoccurring thing with this Alex Jones trial. Cause I do want to say, I believe the reason why some of this is happening to Alex Jones, number one, cause he has a big fucking mouth and he won't shut Yeah. He won't shut his fucking mouth. And that's and, and Kelly Jones's wife uh, said that when, when we were talking to her yesterday mm-hmm. and she was saying, look, this is just narcissism. He can't control himself. There's nothing he can do. And she's like, I actually, to some degree, feel sorry for Alex because people think that this is all put on. She said some degree, this is probably a mental illness. Like yeah, yeah. when this judge treats him like he's six years old. She's like, and people are kind of making fun right. of it and stuff. Cause it's kind of funny when she talks down to him, but right. she's like, I actually think the judge and even I believe and know that Alex, kind of yeah. he has this mental illness that he's not capable of knowing this stuff. Like he's there not is, capable of knowing some of this stuff because of his narcissism, his mm-hmm. ego. And I think that go and it, and it projects onto the attorneys and they're just like, we're going to win this. Like they, they, you've already lost. Yeah. You've already lost. What are you talking about? Now, I do I do want to say that um, Alex Jones is the bonehead of the week, but this decision for the $4.1 million, a lot of people are going to knock it. A lot of people are going to be upset because they don't feel like this is enough money. Um, but this, this, is, this is what we see with justice. This is how this civil trial is playing out. And there's going to be more civil trials. And I bet, <laughs> I bet they're going to mic and camera those oh, other yeah. civil trials way fucking better than way they better they're gonna be like all right we need mics here in the corner here in the oh, corner right everywhere. above below like right. we need mics everywhere Lights. The whole thing, you'll be you'll be walking in it'll be a land like a land like a landmine field of of just mics that's right what's gonna happen. right now the the most interesting part about when you watch the sent or not the sentencing but the but the actual um the damages verdict right right the verdict of what alex jones is gonna have to pay the family the thing that struck me the most, and it kind of pissed me off, is he wasn't in the room. And I think it right. probably pissed those families off too. So yeah. I don't know if those punitive damages, if he'll be. And he in the doesn't room. have to be in in the. He doesn't have to be in the courtroom either for the punitive damages decision as right. well. Right, which and is it's like just it's just more. It just shows you that the, that they don't give a fuck. They're such mm-hmm. shit boxes. And and they think they're above the law. Well, they're cowards, just, right? Right. Like, that's they right. They're scared. They will not. Leave. They will not face. Like the only time that he was in there and had to face the parents were when the parents were on the witness stand, and he had to look at them. And when they were saying directly to him, "You knew what you were doing was wrong. He you knew this was wrong," and you, and he just shakes his head. And it's it is the exact behavior of a child who's like, "No, I didn't do it," despite right. the fact that there are video records of him on a show blasting these families and these victims and then in 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 court on the stand lying to the judge and the rest of the jurors to be like no i never said that i I didn't do that when he was doing those things just that past week 
He's such a piece of shit. Such a piece of shit and such a coward for not being able to show up to mm-hmm. see the damages that he would have to pay so that those families um, could watch as he was uh, given the verdict of his damages. But let's give him his verdict here from the vote that you guys gave him for Bonehead of the Week. Let's give him his due. Alex Jones, mm-hmm. you are a fucking bonehead. You, and our audience, has decided you are the bonehead of the fucking week. Yeah, you are the bonehead of the week. And I'm sure. Here's the thing. I'm sure he will come back up on bonehead of the week for these other following oh, the follow up trials. But he has another absolutely. one in Texas. He has one in Connecticut. Like he is not done here. No, nope. right? we have already established he owes. Well, he is in the millions of 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 fines and charges against him. More to come. And I hope they fucking take him for all he's worth. Just every knows this motherfucker. Every last single vile penny that he's made. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate you guys uh, doing Bone End of the Week every single week voting. Go to Twitter where you can vote at Tony Michaels Pod. You can also vote here on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe while you're here if you haven't subscribed already. So you can vote every single week. For Bonehead of the Week, where you decide, you vote, we break it down on mm-hmm. Friday, Yep, every single Friday, in the second hour, where we broadcast every single day, Gabe, Monday through Friday. Monday through noon Friday. Eastern, noon Eastern, 11 Central, on Saturday. Pacific, on Saturday. What do we do on Saturday? We have a recap, the best of. Boom, go download the recap, and then on Sunday, what happens? Uh, 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 for the people who missed the Friday show of Bonehead of the Week, we got a recap again. Boom. Head of the week. Boom. So go download every single episode seven days a week on Apple, Spotify, Google. Get it there. And thank you for joining us for this mm-hmm. episode of Bonehead of the Week. Stick around. We have some announcements right after the song. Whoa, bonehead of the week! So fantastic, so fantastic. That was good. That was a zoom in. When when you watch it, you know when people are watching this, it's like, yeah, you got to go watch it on YouTube to get that effect. What what a hell of a week! It was like it felt like five hundred pounds of shits packed into ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. It It was it was a lot of nonstop shit fuckery that happened. Just the packed act and all this other dumb shit people talking about Alex Jones, like. It is nonstop. And here's the thing. It's always the fucking Republicans. They're the ones causing Every this time. shit to hit the fan. Democrats are like, hey, listen, we just wanted to give these people health care. Or like, hey, we want to give these people rights. Or right. like, we didn't want to take away these rights from these women. And then you've got people like Ron DeSantis who's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to fucking suspend this guy who said, <laughs> yes, women should have their own rights. And no right. one should say different. Well, and and thank you, everyone out there, for participating in your democracy mm-hmm. and keep doing it. Keep engaging in your democracy. It is so important. Rather, you come here and listen to us two hours a day. You go to the other shows on the Midas Touch Network. That's super important. You talk to your family, your friends, your community members, people you go to church with, people that go to ch- the parents of your of the, your 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 children's friends the people at the grocery store because it makes a difference. It really does. We Mm -hmm. saw that in full display in the primaries 
especially with that Kansas vote. Gabe, yep. I'm so excited about yeah. that Kansas vote because not just not just the fact that uh, Kansas women in Kansas and men who support women in Kansas told the Kansas government and the Kansas Republican legislator, fuck you. You are not yep. taking away their rights. You're just not going to do it. We're not going to allow you to do it. But I believe that that is the mood everywhere. And I mm-hmm. think I think those percentages can be counted on as long as we engage is the most important thing for you to do for your democracy today. So stay tuned here at the Tony Michaels podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and stay tuned every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Don't forget to follow us on the mm-hmm. Tweety Tweets at Tony Michaels Pod. And then, as Gabe said earlier, you can download an episode every single day of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can download an episode. days a week. Apple, Spotify, Google, your favorite directory. Leave us us a five-star review or whatever kind of review they do. Each each directory is a little different, but leave us a review there. Help us out and get us to some good reviews on those directories until have a great weekend have a great mm-hmm. have a great a weekend. safe safe weekend enjoy safe yourselves That's you've right. earned it you have you have and we'll see you on monday noon eastern 11 central 9 pacific same time same place surfs up motherfuckers you've been listening to the tony michaels podcast, podcast. in your face commentary of current events and political news no rules no boundaries i think we've made that perfectly clear we hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon in the meantime follow tony on social media at the tony michaels and until next time raise a fist and repeat after me fuck them Murphy's Meal Barn, head-ass speaking.